webinar will promote Ireland's Camino. Article by Michael Tracy. A webinar which aims to start the process of getting communities in Carlow to embrace the story of St. Columbanus will take place tonight, Tuesday the 23rd of February. The online event begins at 7pm and targets community groups that are well positioned to connect with the St. Columbanus story and translate it into projects which, in turn, could provide great spin-off benefits socially, culturally and economically. In recent years, the people of Michel have been leading the way in promoting St. Columbanus. The saint, 543-615 to 615 AD, who was born near Mount Leinster, was one of the greatest missionaries of the early Irish Church, his faith taking him across Western Europe and setting up abbeys in France and Italy. St. Columbanus is renowned in these countries in the way that is similar to St. Patrick in Ireland. In recent years, work has been carried out on the Columban Way, from Michel to Bangor in County Down, which traces the journey of St. Columbanus. Carlo Development Partnership is organising the event, and its chief executive, Mary Walsh, said, The idea is that communities engage with Columbanus and build an experience of Columbanus for visitors. We know we would be successful when we would see visitors from France or Germany coming into Carlo, starting the route. Columban sister Anne Gray will give a talk about St. Columbanus as part of the webinar, while former European Parliament President Pat Cox will put St. Columbanus in a European context. Bridget Fox of Michel Muintin Litira will talk about that group's effort to promote St. Columbanus. The webinar will go on for an hour and is open to all. People can register through www.carlodevelopment.ie or the Carlow County Development Partnership Facebook page. Supervalues Super Take on Jerusalem Dance Craze Article by Suzanne Pender Watch out on Garda Siakana, there's a rival to your dancing crown. Hickson's supervalue in Tullow last week posted an impressive take on the Jerusalem Challenge and the result has been an absolute winner with over 50,000 views already. The reaction has been phenomenal, said a delighted Trish Ryan, manager of Hickson's Supervalue. We had such fun and such a laugh doing it. It's the first laugh we've had in a year, she says, reflecting on the tough times their dedicated and hard-working team have had during the pandemic. Upwards of 40 staff took part, with owner Tommy Hickson more than happy to get his dancing shoes on to join in the fun. Tommy's wife Bridgie also did an absolutely super job editing the video, creating dancing superstars out of the Hickson's team. The idea to take on the Jerusalem challenge came from Trish herself, who is certainly no slouch when it comes to fancy footwork. In the video, Trish and her husband Don light up the shopping aisles with a jive, while Irish dancers Rachel Baird and Ashley Shannon high-kicked their way past the fruit and veg with gusto. From a boogie at the tills to bopping at the meat counter, the Tullow staff gave their all, while still maintaining social distance. The last year has been so hard on everyone, not able to meet up as we usually would, so this was a bit of fun, a laugh we all need. We're delighted to give people something they can enjoy too, said Trish. While Tullo Mart get in on the act too, 
article by Suzanne Pender. We've had horses, we've had dogs, but has anywhere else in the world had dancing sheep as part of their Jerusalem challenge? Well, Tullomart might just be the first. Tullomart surprised and delighted the entire country last week when they traded in their wellies for dancing shoes to take on the Jerusalem challenge dance craze. From the outside yards to the office and even right into the ring, Mart staff wiggled and shimmied their hearts out, all in time to the well-known beat. Tullo Mart staff have already wowed over 55,000 viewers, generating an explosion of supportive comments, not just locally, but from all over the country. It's all been very positive. The goodwill and thoughts we received have been from all over the country, even beyond the country, smiled Mart manager Eric Driver. Tullo Mart saw that one other Mart had taken up the challenge and then decided to bite the bullet themselves. We laughed and joked about it for a week, and then last Tuesday I said, Right, that's it, let's do it this afternoon, says Eric. One or two lads were a bit reluctant, but we all gave it a go, he adds. The Mart manager then found himself in the unlikely role of choreographer. I had learned the steps with my son Dara because his Montessori school had asked the children to learn the dance with their parents and send in a video on WhatsApp. Leading the charge, Eric kick-started the Mart's version of the Jerusalem Challenge with yard staff even managing to get the sheep into line and office staff Hannah Driver and Rebecca Hunter upping the energy even further by dancing in the ring. I hope it gave people a bit of fun and lifted the spirits because that's what it was all about, said Eric. Writing a children's book was a labour of love for author Brendan. Article by Michael Tracy. The farming background of a local author has shaped his beautiful children's book. Elephant on the Farm is the first children's book by Brendan MacDonald, who lives in Carlowtown. This beautiful story of friendship, kindness, diversity and inclusion follows Edward the Elephant, who meets Olive the Owl and his journey from being totally different to acceptance as one of the farm gang. Brendan himself is from a farming background close to the Carlow border in South Leash and wrote the book, which is aimed at children aged 0 to 6, during the first lockdown. He completed and self-published it just before Christmas. I grew up on a mixed tillage beef and sheep farm in Killeen, South Leash, just near the border with Kildare and Carlow. So being from a farming background, I wanted the story to reflect some of the scenes that can be seen on a farm, said Brendan. Brendan's career had taken him away from the farm, which is something of a family joke. I went to University of Limerick, UL, to study law, qualifying as a solicitor in Kildare, before going in-house and joining IDA Ireland in 2012. In 2017, I became Regional Business Development Manager in the South East, and I got the opportunity to move back to Carlow, just 15 minutes from the home farm. As my mother Kathleen constantly reminds people, he was afraid of physical work, so he went off to study. Brendan's older brother Paul now runs the farm, but his dad JJ and Mam Kathleen still help out, ably assisted by all of his nieces and nephews, who love visiting the farm. Brendan always had an affinity for telling stories, 
and in recent years enjoyed telling yarns and reading bedtime stories to his nieces and nephews. He had it in his head to write a book, and in 2019 he completed an online course in creative writing. With the lockdown, there was nothing else to do, he said. I thought I would have it finished in a few weeks, but the process took so much longer than I expected. I went for a rhyming style, and you make sure the story and every single line flowed. Brendan did some early focus testing with his young nieces and nephews, which produced some issues he had not foreseen. I had not named any of the animals, recalled Brendan. The first question after page two was, what's the elephant's name? I don't know what the elephant's name is, I said. I got a look from the niece that said, I'm done with this story. Suffice to say, Brendan revamped the stories with names for the animals and changed the rhymes. So what makes a good children's book? It has to be memorable, said Brendan. It also has to be the kind of book that mammies or daddies will be happy to read night after night. Equally, it's the kind of book that children will look for to read. A good children's book also needs a message, and Elephant on the Farm's spirit of diversity is a winner in this regard. We are all different, and the story really resonates with that message, said Brendan. Key to any story is a talented illustrator. Brendan explained how he went about this process. I found Martin Beckett, based in Donegal, who provided the illustrations, on the Illustrator's Ireland website. Martin's professionalism and skill in bringing the farm scenes to life was invaluable, and the beautiful illustrations really helped the story resonate with young readers. The book has sold 600 copies in seven weeks despite the lockdown and bookshops being closed. I have got some lovely feedback from people saying that their children have quoted lines back to them the day after, he said. I'm absolutely blown away. Realistically, when you are a self-publisher and debut author, people were telling me that if I sold 50 or 100 copies, it would be amazing. The book is available at a number of shops around Carlo, including Eason's, Made in Carlo, Bookstation and the Arboretum and Brendan hopes to get into more shops whenever lockdown ends. 20% of net profit from the sale of Elephant on the Farm will be donated to Crumlin Hospital. Brendan notes that his godson Tommy spent a short time in Crumlin a couple of years ago, but all is good now, thankfully. And as an acknowledgement of the fantastic work that the Crumlin staff undertake for all Irish children, I wanted to make a donation from book sales, said Brendan. Brendan is also proud that the book is written, illustrated and printed in Ireland, in an age when buying Irish and shopping local is crucial. The book is printed by modern printers in Kilkenny. Elephant on the Farm is available at Brendan's own Bedtime Story publishing website, www.bedtimestory.ie, at the very reasonable price of nine ninety five. Brendan MacDonald is already working on his next book, and he hopes to publish this year. Family and friends celebrate Pauline's special birthday. Article by Michael Tracy Family and friends of Pauline Slattery came together recently to make sure she had an 80th birthday to remember. At her home in Grey Cullen, a surprise car parade of family, neighbours and friends turned up at Pierce Road and Staunton Avenue 
on Tuesday the 2nd of February. Up to 20 cars took part, while neighbours and friends who gathered on the green area made sure to keep socially distanced to celebrate the milestone. My mother was completely shocked and delighted, said daughter Anne-Marie, who organised the event with her sister Phil. But that wasn't the end of it, with neighbour Michael Cunningham bringing out his accordion and playing music. Mary Claire Hart led the group in singing Happy Birthday and Pauline did her bit as well by performing a dance. It was a fantastic event and we have wonderful neighbours, friends and family, said Anne-Marie. The backline is back for musical spectacular on St. Patrick's Day. Article by Suzanne Pender. A creative, uplifting and poignant journey through County Carlow awaits us all virtually this St. Patrick's Day, thanks to the imaginative genius that is the backline. The online forum has once again come up trumps to create a video documentary called Shamrocks and Shenanigans that it will release on the 17th of March. The backline began as a project in early 2020 in response to the pandemic, offering performers and artists of all kinds the opportunity to get their talents out there. The result has been a membership in excess of 2,100, an incredible outpouring of talent and an uplifting source of positivity for all involved, from performance to their viewing audience of over 5,000. Two weeks ago, we ran a competition among our backline members and challenged them to write an original Irish-themed song or piece of music, explained Justin Kelly, founder of the backline. We ended up with 16 incredible original compositions, all Irish in style, sentiment, instrumentation and lyric, and some even containing the cupola focal. Our intention is to now record these incredible songs and use them as the soundtrack for something we believe will stand testament to our small but courageous county, our communities united both in grief and in hope, and the resilience we possess to get through this dark, Covidian time together as one, said Justin. The backline is currently working with four local recording studios and Greg Meinhardt of Hedgehog Productions, along with the 16 music artists and a number of local visual artists to create the video documentary Shamrocks and Shenanigans. St. Patrick's Day parades and live events have been cancelled again this year, and the very fabric of what it means to be Irish has been stolen from us by COVID-19, explains Justin. We intend on levelling the playing field by bringing our communities together through this wonderful endeavour. Our video will take us on a journey through the 18 towns of County Carlow, trace our way along the empty streets where our St. Patrick's Day parades would usually be in full swing, featuring photographs of our local GAA clubs, small local businesses and our churches and schools, all emptied and quietened by this relentless virus. The documentary will also commemorate all those who have passed away from COVID-19 in each of the 18 towns and surrounding areas, with a fitting tribute to them and their families, by laying roses in their honour in the grounds of Carlow Cathedral. We have the opportunity and the ability to unite our communities and allow those who are many miles away the chance to be together, to celebrate together, to sing together, to remember those we have lost together, to join together in solidarity and unison in the hope of brighter days ahead. 
If we come together as a community, we can spread two things far more powerful than any virus. Love and hope, said Justin. What I'm hoping to do is to get the word out around the county for people to hang a flag, Carlo or Irish, or some object, item or visual representation outside their house or on their wall next week and leave it there until after St. Patrick's Day, Justin suggested. We can't physically march together, but we can still celebrate what it means to be Irish, he added. Greg Meinhardt will be driving through the 18 towns of the county over the coming weeks, videoing the routes that the parades would usually take. It would be fantastic if those streets were decorated in flags, jerseys, bunting, or whatever people feel best expresses our unique Irish culture and heritage.